I don't to listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. Before we begin, just want to remind you to like, subscribe, and follow wherever you listen to us so you don't miss any episodes or bonus stuff that we do. I'm Sandra. I'm Carly. And today we thought we'd take a look at some comfort characters. So there's a couple of people in our community so we know that one of our good friends, Winchester's Queen, is going through some stuff with her family and one of our longtime listeners, Miss Autobahn, is also going through some stuff with their family. And we just want to be like, we're here, guys. We're, we're yeah. thinking of you, you know, and we're sending you love. And hopefully our listeners are sending you some love as well. But while we were talking about this, we were like, we should do like a like a comfort episode. It's mm-hmm. been it's been a while, you know, mm-hmm. and we've done some like heavy episodes. So the idea was a comfort episode, and I immediately went, "Well, we can't do Sam and Dean because that'd be it." Because that'd like, be comfort it. episode, but <laughs> Sam and Dean, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So we decided that we would challenge ourselves to think of comfort characters from Supernatural that are not Sam and Dean. So you know. Full disclaimer in the first place, if you give us free reign, she's going to pick Sam and I'm going to... No, she's not. She's going to pick Dean and I'm going to pick Sam. Yes, we switch. No. <laughs> Obviously, they are they are our comfort characters. But there are... I'm going to be honest, I struggled because Sandra took the obvious one and I was like, shit, well, we can't both have that. That'll be pleasant. So it's not a... It's not a particularly comfortable show, is it? But, you know... We soldier on, we do our best. So do you want to go with your comfort character first or do you want me to try and justify mine? Um, I mean, I think yours is going to be easy to justify. I don't think anyone's going to gonna have mine to Mine is like, not stretch. sentient. It doesn't matter. It's still a comfort character. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think, and I think a lot of this, like, like Carly said, we were, you know, our hearts were really kind of like hurting for, you know, friends really that we've created friends. over Supernatural and- our love of this show and the fact that everyone really does, I think approach or come to a variety of like, whatever you want to call media, entertainment, fiction, um, and kind of glom on or attach to something because of the, the comfort factor that, that it brings. And whether the comfort factor just comes from knowing how the story is going to end, right. Knowing that you're, starting up a, a series again and you know what this episode's about and you know what you know the feelings that are going to come up and and you and you want to it's just a connection with comfort and yeah I just I, I think we've just we we're all really kind of we're all going through it all the time but I think it's important to just do something that makes you feel that things are going to be okay even if it's just for a short period of time and I guess for me, comfort character wise, I just immediately thought of Bobby. And I think that has Mm -hmm. a lot to do with how much stability, reliability, and comfort, you know, I think that he provides the boys. I was just watching another episode. I tell you, season three's really got some, really got some good ones. It was Dream a Little Dream where Dean's in the Dean's in Bobby's dream where you get the first look at kind of some idea of what happened to Bobby's wife. 
you know, Dean's just kind of like shaking him, like, you know, you got to wake up, you know, you're, you're the closest thing to a father that I have. And it just, my soul. Yeah. It's just, and I think like the very next episode, you've got mystery spot where Sam is having to kill Bobby and he makes a similar statement. Like, you know, you're like, you're like a father to me, Bobby. Like I can't do that. And he brings so much, I'm going to keep saying comfort over and over again. He's just so, he's so many things that you, I think, want to have. I know that I do in a father figure. I think dependability is just the most important thing. He's always there. You call him up. If he doesn't have an answer, he's going to find the answer for you. He's going to have your best interest at heart. He's going to think about you first before he thinks about the case or, you know, all those other things that have to happen. For me, that's a sense of comfort, knowing you're going to have someone in your corner uh, that's loyal, that's going to help you through some really hard times. That's what makes him, I think, a really great, I mean, he's just a great character in general. And we've talked about him quite a bit in a couple of other episodes. But yeah, he just, when he comes on the screen, I just feel, I feel like things are going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like Bobby's Mm -hmm. here. Bobby's going to figure it out. Bobby's going to make sure that the boys do what they, what they need to do, but, you know, maybe not sacrifice themselves for the world if they don't absolutely have to kind of a situation. So yeah. Yeah. For me, I think it's, it's Bobby. Um, Although I have no qualms about your, your character. I (laughs) I, I, I think that that would be another one that I would say is, is right up there too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in in terms of Bobby, I I he was he was my first thought, but he doesn't doesn't necessarily resonate with me in the same way. Mm-hmm. I just I want what he offers, but I've never had it. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how that feels. You know, mm-hmm. that that kind of apologies to anyone who hears the podcast mascot yelling in the background. He's brought me a spring. Unfortunately, he has left it at the other side of the room and I'm not getting up. So there may well be disgruntled cat yelling, but he's he's reliable. Like you say, you, you yeah. make the call and he's always going to pick up. And it doesn't matter how much you fucked up. He's going to chew you out, but he's still going to he's going to help you fix your mess. And yeah, mm-hmm. he might grab hold of you and yell in your face and know all all manner of things and he's cantankerous and you what are you doing oh apologies guys he wasn't gonna yell he was just gonna be in the way why are you like this we have that on a t-shirt check it out idling <laughs> i'm so good at this um but yeah i i've never i've never had that i've never had anybody that i could like a parent child relationship mm-hmm. i mean Mm-hmm. where I could say it doesn't matter how bad I fuck up I know this person's gonna have my back mm-hmm. so I want that yeah. but I don't know what it feels like yeah. so but I I I totally I totally get it and I think he is he is definitely a person I would I would want to spend time with and also Jim Beaver is just a genuinely like wonderful human being I loved meeting him it was so fun getting to meet him and like you know sit down around the table and just listen to him just listen to him talk and, you know, like have that, have mm. that little moment. He's just, 
he's so very, and he's so very smart. And, you know, it's like kind of like, I mean, I feel like a lot of that is Bobby too. Like you don't, you underestimate, you know, what he's been through mm. and what the knowledge that, that he has. And he, he's just, he's just like a, he's a little flay. It's like a dad, you know, like, just like yeah. a dad. I love that they saw that they had a really great character and decided to work on bringing that back. I think getting rid of him is one of the worst things they ever did. I mean, there's lots of things Supernatural did, but I think I'll, I'll never quite like be okay with, with that, you know, like in service to the plot, you know, I, I just, I don't know. It just, it's still, they took something away from, from, I think everybody when they took him, took him away. Yeah. It's uh, Bobby's one of Bobby's one of the deaths I really struggle with um, mm-hmm. for, for various reasons. But again, it has that kind of like, I haven't lost. Can they not just have this one thing? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I'm just, I'm just looking now, actually. Um, I knew, I knew Jim Beaver had a daughter and I knew that his daughter's mom had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he talks about her. So like I follow him on Twitter and he talks about his daughter's mom so beautifully. And it's, it's, it's weird, but it's, it's like a strange parallel between Bobby and Karen and mm-hmm. and like Jim and his wife. And he, mm-hmm. he's, you know, Jim describes his late wife as the love of his life, and mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm actually just looking now. Their daughter was born in in 2001, and her mom sadly passed away in 2004. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she could have only been she might not even have been three. Yeah, yeah. And he's you know he's he's raised her. I'm sure not completely on his own, mm-hmm. but as as a single a single dad all that time. And mm-hmm. I'd love the way he talks about her on social media as well and you can tell just how endlessly proud of her he is I'm like I want that yeah she's been to she was at the con that we were at she was actually in the room with him when oh um, really meet and greet yeah yeah so that was that's cute that was fun that was fun too yeah So Sandra's Sandra's comfort character is Bobby. And my comfort character is yeah, I suppose you could make an argument that it's not a character, but it bloody is. Mine is the car, actually. Mm-hmm. Our beautiful 67 Chevy Impala baby. That is that is my comfort character from the show for a lot of reasons. Some of which I touched on with Bobby there, which is I've never had that kind of constant support network mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and like don't get me wrong I've I've had people I've had people in my life that supported me but always with an undercurrent of if shit gets really bad you know you not that I would be on my own but that there was doubt you know mm-hmm. so I could never fully trust mm-hmm. you don't have that with an inanimate object <laughs> she she represents to me safety and security mm-hmm. in a way that an actual living person can't mm-hmm. you know yeah. if if i dean sam whatever if i look after her she will look after me in turn so mm-hmm. if i keep if i keep her in good shape she's always going to be there she's always going to be safe she's always going to be security if i'm in a bad situation i can get away Mm-hmm. you know yeah. she's always 
she's got that and that that kind of control is really important to me in my life again because of all the boatloads trauma and the trust issues and da 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 and that's not that's not to say obviously y'all if you've listened to us for more than five minutes y'all know that I'm married and I have children and I don't believe for one second that my husband and my family would not support me were my entire life to turn upside down tomorrow but there's always that survival instinct that says you're on your own mm-hmm. you know if if things get really bad you are not going to be able to count on other people to help you mm-hmm. so she just I could you could count on her and yeah. I just I resonate with the idea that she's home to the boys in a way that no one place has ever been and we we talked about this in the in the demonic junkies episode from from a little while ago Mm -hmm. dean dean accepted the bunker but i don't think sam ever really did yeah yeah but Mm -hmm. she was home you know yeah even in the in the episode that we don't talk about he you know he kept her yeah maybe he didn't drive her again but he didn't he didn't get rid of her, he kept her. Mm-hmm. So that's kind mm-hmm. of that's kind of where I am at. Yeah. And with that. Like you said, being the safety net for the boys. And I, I definitely I resonate with that. Like, you know, almost feeling like you're the last stop, you know, like you're the last bit that's gonna be able, like if push comes to shove, like it's kind of all on you. So to know that there's something there that you can fall back on, hmm. I think is 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 helpful to a lot of people. And I know that was for, for Sam and Dean, the baby episode, I think is so beautiful for that very reason. Like they, they come back to that again and again, like, you know, home, you know, like it's, it's home, you know, and I, I know Sam's the one that says it, you know, at the end where Dean's like, let's go home. And Sam's like, we are home. It was nice to hear Sam say that, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to it being like a, a Dean line, because you know that the car means as much to him as it does to, to Dean, you know, and that's. Yeah. And how, you know, I mean, they, they keep using it again and again. Like, I mean, in Swan Song, I mean, baby was the thing that helped bring Sam back. Right. Even if it was the little green plastic soldier in the, in the ashtray, it was still because it was something that, you know, had happened in she baby. Was there. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah very and I constant, think, which is important. Yeah, as someone who who moved from their childhood home, I think we moved when I was like 12. Mm-hmm. So, albeit we didn't move far, it was still a loss of all those years, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I moved. I moved out from my mum's, and that was fine. But then, I lost that childhood home as well when she passed away, and it like it, it wasn't her house; it was rented, so it got rented out to new people. Mm. So then, that was gone, mm. and I've lost various other places that I considered like my grandparents' house was sold after my remaining grandparent passed away and I wasn't able to go and say goodbye Mm. to that house and we're talking we're talking about a house that I would spend sometimes seven days a week in 
Mm-hmm. You know, I went to my grandparents every single day of the week because I went to school where my grandparents lived, not where I lived. Mm-hmm. So I was there at least five days a week. Sometimes I was there on the Saturday and the Sunday as well. I would spend every day there in the summer. That was as much my home as my mum's home. My dad sold his house a couple of years ago. Again, another place that was home that I don't have anymore. Some like something, something tangible like that, that can move, that nobody, all those memories can't just be taken away like that. That that appeals to me. I I need that in my life. Yeah. And that's, and that's so interesting that you were like, I need a person. And I was like, (laughs) I need a thing. Yeah. I think, so I know like with me, like childhood home and stuff, like it was funny because like the home that I bought um, that we moved out of, that was in 2017. So like my, like my home was 2017. And then in 2019, it's when we sold um, my mom's house, which was my childhood home and pretty much like her, her home for almost 50 years. So we're talking like, you know, it was 45 years. So, I mean, I kind of like, I took the time, I took the time for my house, but then really for mom's house too, like, you know, with all the packing and everything, like just kind of like going from room to room and just like standing in it and just kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, taking in the sense and, you know, the feel and just like each space. And then kind of just like saying, yeah, like saying goodbye to it because I knew I was, even if I was able to drive by it, I would never be able to go in and feel like it was my childhood again. So, yeah. yeah. So that was, that was hard. That was hard. So yeah, I definitely, yeah. And it takes a while, right. For something to feel like it's, you know, to feel like it's home. You know, like you you don't Mm -hmm. just immediately like move into a new place and, oh, this is it. I mean, you get a sense that you can make it your home, but it's not necessarily automatically that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think with, with baby, I think that because they had her for so long, you know, it was just a part of, a part of life for them. That was really special. Yeah. Yeah. I just especially with with how in the early seasons that they lived that really nomadic life and every mm-hmm. every week it's a it's a different town it's a different it's a different motel room but it's the same motel room mm-hmm. you know yeah and to have this this constant i just yeah i really resonate with that yeah i really should speak to a therapist <laughs> well i mean i i should speak to somebody well so, I mean, and just like, like a little bit like going off of that. So I'd found a, I'd found an article about comfort characters and exploration of fandoms and fiction. And I'll put a link in the article, uh, in the, in the description to it. And it's back in like July of 2022. And it's like, what drives people to confide in fictional characters? How easy an option it is for people to like, find television shows and like, you know, videos to watch and sort of like relate to and how they do provide an emotional comfort for people. And it's escapism, it's relaxation. There's a reading has been studied to bring down levels of stress by up to 68% and its narratives bring in greater empathy and understanding. However, there's a large difference between using these stories for greater emotional connection and disassociation from reality. So I think when when we don't want to live in our reality and we just all we want to do is escape, then I think that's like a 
a sign, you know, that it's time to to look for, you know, some other assistance besides just a fictional character. But I think with us too, and and with a lot of just the fandom in general for Supernatural, I mean, there's just, there's a bond just by the fact of the amount of time we've been given to, mm-hmm. to live with the characters. I thought this, this one little chart here, like what makes you like a character? And of course, only like 16 responses, but personality far and away was like 93.8%, you know? And then I think it was wit, backstory, escapism, and we're like gender, but then you've got like, you know, the physical attributes, attractiveness are like way down the bottom. And I mean, there's, there's no denying how attractive, you know, Sam and Dean are, but like, if they didn't have any substance behind them or something that people could connect to, it would just be just, you know, another, another pretty face, you know, which again, yeah. I've said time and again is kind of how I first looked at Dean when I, you know, when the show started, but it, it took, it took getting to experience more of the character to kind of make me go, oh, you know, and then that was like, that was the, that was what mm-hmm. endeared him, you know, to me. And again, that connection that I think just like you have with Sam on a lot of levels too. And like the connection I have with Dean, but then exploring what brings them comfort by association too. And, you know, for me, like I said, I'm, I'm always going to say daddy issues are a big thing for me. So I think finding, finding somebody like Bobby in the boys' lives was just so nice when they brought him in, you know, the way that they did, they really needed that. And knowing that they always had that, but didn't necessarily, again, like loyalty wise and everything couldn't really like, they probably really liked it when they got to stay over at Uncle Bobby's, you know, but they couldn't necessarily like let John know that, you know, and that's the same thing with him and the boys, like the the relationship that he built with them and how much they meant to, they meant to him. It's just, it's, it's just sweet. It's just a sweet little, in the middle of all the, the craziness, you know, that they, they have that is really nice. So yeah, I, I just, I, yeah. I find all of like the fandom stuff very, it was, is there, has there ever been any other comfort character for you that you can think of? Like whether it's fiction, like in literature or TV or something, because really looking like, I can't say that I have another character like this that no, I've ever had. No, no one's, know? no one's grabbed me like Sam mm-hmm. did. No one's, nothing's. I've had like I've had stuff I liked, I've had stuff I enjoyed, you mm. know, but nothing nothing's grabbed me quite like Supernatural did. And, you know, I don't want it to let go now. Mm-hmm. I've acclimatized. <laughs> um but no, I can't no. Yeah. I can't even think I can't even think of like I feel like at one point in my life I would have had books that I would have, you know, I would have gone back to again and again for comfort but I couldn't I probably couldn't even recall any of them now yeah it's is wild isn't it it is because it's it's I mean it's very late in the game for me to have like you know and I, I mean like I've, I've talked about like fangirling is one thing but this is just this is another this is like another it's still level, on another level. <laughs> yeah I think, that, I think that's where the concern might you know need to be where like you know if if you're if your whole day or reality is just wrapped around everything 
you know, around a character or like to me, like, I think, I think daydreaming can get a little, you know, if you're not careful, you're not dealing with the problem or the issue. Yeah. And so you, I, I think everybody's entitled to the, that, that escapism, you know, just don't make it an all the time thing. Cause eventually you've got to deal with, and people use escapism in a variety of different ways. You know, it's not just, it doesn't have to be TV, but a lot of other like substances and different things or activities or behaviors that they do to escape from what, you know, has to be kind of like looked at and dealt with. So, yeah, I think just mm. keeping that in mind, but being like, it's okay to have, to take comfort in, in these characters when you, when you need it. Cause sometimes you just need, you just need a show. Like I just do that sometimes with Ted, like I can go a week without watching it. And I'm like, we need to sit down and I need to watch an episode. (laughs) (laughs) I need to do this right now. I need this. And he's like, okay, let's do it. And so then we'll like, you know, watch an episode and I feel better. Even if it's, even if it's a sad episode or it's a, a really heavy episode, there's just something about being a part of that and experiencing that, that makes me feel better. Makes me feel like I'm being understood in some weird way or that I understand where that character is coming from. Mm. Resiliency too. I think that's important. Just how resilient they are brings me comfort that, you know, they can, if they can manage that stuff, I can manage this stuff. Yeah. That kind of thing. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it now. And the only thing, the only thing for me personally that I would say has ever come close to the, the, the level of grabbing and holding on that Supernatural has to me, Mm -hmm. it would have to be Peter Jackson's Middle Earth, Lord Mm -hmm. of the Rings and The Hobbit. Not particularly because I find any one character in either of those trilogies a comfort like like Sam, like mm-hmm. the Impala, mm-hmm. but just because I know that I can put that on and go on that journey with those characters mm. and it's, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I know I think there's a comfort in knowing the ending to something yeah. certainly, but yeah. there's, there's a comfort in that journey for mm-hmm. me more i think more more the lord of the rings because that's the that's the one i've known the longest but i can i can put that on and i know i know that maybe the the journey is going to suck but i still it's always there you know it's, yeah. it's not going anywhere i can always i have i have those movies i can put them on whenever i feel some kind of way and it's it just there's there's comfort in the known, mm-hmm. I think. And I think that's probably why a lot of us rewatch Supernatural again and again, even if it's just an episode, because mm-hmm. you know how it ends and it's mm-hmm. comfortable. It's safe. Yeah. Yeah. And I can I can get on board with that. And I just like the fandom as well. And the fandom, it it does have problems. Oh boy. We you know, we all know it has problems. If it wasn't for the supernatural fandom. And then I'm sure AO3 would still exist, but we would probably wouldn't be on it. Mm-hmm. And then if it wasn't if it wasn't for AO3, me and you wouldn't know Winchester's Queen. Mm-hmm. You know, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have been able to talk to her in real life. We wouldn't be friends with her. Mm-hmm. So, and this the same for Miss Autobahn, who was like one of like remains to this day 
one of the only listeners that reached out to us in the beginning mm-hmm. reaches out to us very regularly mm-hmm. and you know Sandra will agree with me when she, we we checked in with her because we hadn't heard from her for a while mm-hmm. and when she replied to us my heart fucking yeah. broke yeah. I was genuinely and I was like this is this is a good person this is a good family yeah. that does not deserve to be going through yeah what is happening so the fandom has a lot of problems mm-hmm. but you make friend friends like that friendships like that that you know really stand the test of time yeah just from just from a show and us getting obsessed with the show and being like we should talk about it on the internet yeah and maybe people want to talk about it on the internet and you know and, and here we are so yeah. many so many months down the line yeah. it's wild it is it is and yeah i'm just i am i am very grateful for all the for the opportunities i think that you know the show has given us to to make to make new friends and Mm-hmm. really just like get beyond the oh aren't they so cute they're so great and just like you know into the what the show means to so many different people because you can have all of that and and have you can you can have you can have style and substance you know and I think with yeah with the with these characters I think we were really lucky that all of the pieces kind of fell into place for so many people and there really is kind of a little bit there's something for everybody I think in the supernatural universe knowing that you can be different but you're still a part of something is important and i think mm. that hits home a lot with with people that really enjoy this show and 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 the fandom <laughs> with all that that means but yeah i'm 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 very grateful for the friends i've made over the past couple of years and let's face it i mean i think i think for a lot of people covid had a lot to do with that too like people having to search for really search for comfort and find comfort in yeah. um in a really like dark period for just like the world in general and just the unknowing um of what was going to happen and how much it all could have been fixed if Sam and Dean Sam and Dean were here they would have taken care of it lickety split yeah. would have been an issue so yeah the house it would have been <laughs> it would have been good it would have been like season 7 hello can so I, I assist? Think, so I think we just kind of wanted Maybe. to. What 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 is Jinx doing? He's just really in my business. Do you want to be someone's comfort character? You could be a comfort character. Jinx is everybody's comfort character, by the way. Yeah. He is. There is about four brain cells in his entire in the whole space between his ears. <laughs> one of them is breathing, and the other one is blinking, mm-hmm. and the last two are frantically trying to hold everything together. Mm-hmm. And he is super super dumb and super loving and he will come and he will rub his face all over you with his lovely wet nose (laughs) and chirp and meow at you and he just he wants to be friends yeah so if if you don't have a supernatural comfort character if your comfort comes from animals y'all jinx is an honorary an honorary (laughs) cat to everybody aren't you pardon yes you are but yeah so i suppose i'm I'm not religious, but we would we would like to put it out there that you know if if prayer to your thing or you know good thoughts, good vibes, anything like that, just just send them out into the universe because there's people in our personal idling in the Impala family that are going through some stuff right now, and you know it can't hurt anything just to send out some good vibes. Or Absolutely. if you are religious and prayers 
you know, send them, just send them out into the universe because there are some people going through some stuff and we would like to make that just a tiny little bit easier on those people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it was nice to just, you know, bring it down a little bit, not be, not be so, even though, you know, we want to bring comfort to people, not, not be so serious on, on a particular, particular topic. Um, as yeah. Lily has stated, we've been, we've been doing that quite a bit. <laughs> it's been a bit heavy for a little while, yeah. but it's, yeah. it's, it's okay. And we would, we would love to know if there are characters that you like, obviously Sam and Dean and Cass, and if you want to email us or comment or whatever and wax lyrical about Sam and Dean and Cass, we will wax lyrical right the fuck back. We love <laughs> those guys, but we were just like, if we just yeah. somebody else yeah. you know for five minutes what if it was somebody else so you know maybe maybe bobby fills a need for a father maybe you're more like me and you're like i just need security mm-hmm. and control and the impala she got you covered there and maybe you need a little white and black cat who is <laughs> being so adorable right now i like this you're so pretty but yeah we uh we thought we'd just bring it down and just be a little a little bit nicer. So we should probably wrap this up though. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at idlinginthimpala at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at idling in the letter D Impala. If you'd like to make your voice a mail, check the description for a link to send us a voice message. And you can find links to our personal socials and our AO3 accounts in the description. There's also a link to my author website and my original fiction. We also have a website of our very own now, idlinginthimpala.com is where you can go for all your Idling in the Impala podcast needs. <laughs> so that is where all our merch is. If you see it anywhere else, it's not from us. Don't buy it. Come and get it from the website. There's YouTube stuff, Spotify stuff about us behind the scenes. I'm going to get a picture up of the, the mascot as well, in case you're like, I need a cat in my life that is <laughs> the most needy fucking thing that's ever existed. It'll be there too. Don't forget to like, comment, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave us a comment. You know, feedback is great. But also, especially if you are listening or watching on YouTube, likes and comments really help us with the YouTube algorithm. All hail its benevolence. Check out the current causes that we are championing in the description. If you need the help of any of those charities, the information on how and where to contact them is there. And if you feel like you can, you know, and you're able to donate, that would be freaking awesome as well. But with that, we will say thank you very much for joining us in the back seat, and we will see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye bye.